Welcome to Harvest Mission Community Church. You are listening to one of our sermons. Maybe seated. Good morning. Praise God. We have the great privilege and honor to hear the word of God from Susanna Ma. And uh, I just wanted to recognize her husband, William, and he brought some of the friends. And there's another lady I met named Ivy. If you could just wave your hand, let's just give them a hand. All right. Welcome. Um, just a, a little story. Um, I, I've heard about this ministry, uh, the Hong Kong Church Network for the Poor, uh, when I first got here the first year, but I just never knew uh, Susanna, uh, met her in person. I haven't met her in person, so I just heard about it. There are some other local pastors, international pastors who are uh, connected with this ministry. They've been reaching out to a lot of the needs in the city. And so I just kind of filed it away to my, in my mind, and then we had an opportunity to actually interact. And uh, it was through one of the video conferences when we first met as we were trying to get involved in the city to transform the city with the gospel message. And through that, we had a kind of like a barbecue with a bunch of other like-minded people. And just through a series of just different interactions, and then I actually went to the office there and met her in person. And as I was talking, I just realized she really has a heart for not only Jesus Christ, but for the city and what God is doing around the world. And I'm like, we got to get this woman here to share because, you know, I was thinking about Missions Month. And so that is one of the reasons why I believe this is one of a divine appointment, Kairos moments where God provides and opens door for us to be able to hear from people that are doing the things that we're dreaming about, we're talking about, we're praying about, but they're actually doing it. So it is a great honor. Just a little background. Um, she grew up mostly uh, out in, I believe, what was it in the U.S.? Because you studied there. And so uh, she was out, uh, not in Hong Kong, but she came back in 2006. And from coming back, she just felt uh, a burden from the Lord to come back to serve in Hong Kong. And then in 2012, she became the executive director for Hong Kong Church Network for the Poor. And uh, she is a licensed CPA. So uh, let's get our finances in order, amen? And so (laughs) she's a licensed CPA, and she has worked for many different companies. Uh, Deloitte, if I remember, AGI Technologies, and many different, even from Bellevue out out in Washington, uh, state of Washington, uh, community college there. So she has a lot of experience. She has a master's degree from the Chinese Mission Seminary. And then she also has a degree from Bethel Seminary, uh, a doctorate of transformation leadership. So uh, she not only has the degrees and the experience and she's qualified, but we're just so excited for her to share what God is doing all over the world, especially here in Hong Kong, and how we can participate in being able to uh, partner up together to find ways to reach the needs of this uh, city here. So. As always, when we have special guests, we want to give them a warm HMCC of Hong Kong welcome. So let's honor her as we all stand together. And then as she comes up, let's give her a hand. Good morning. You guys are so awesome. You know, the first person I met uh, from your church this morning, Pastor Bo, the first thing he's, 
told me when he saw me was, wow, I'm so excited to meet you. And then I heard that from everybody I met at this church. <laughs> so I'm very excited to meet you because you are so excited to meet me. But on the other hand, I'm very excited because I see all of you guys are fat. So can you tell the person next to you that you are fat? Really fat. Because you are faithful, available, and teachable. And that's why I'm here. Well, I, I love the topic upside down. I'm trying to stay upside up, whatever it is. So you guys like Snow Globe, right? This is one of my daughter's collection. And imagine that heaven is here, that we are all like having the privilege to go later on. And the closest to heaven is up here. So imagine Hong Kong is upside down. Everybody gets to go to heaven. Isn't it nice? <laughs> so I want you guys to remember this. Uh, because I think that's what God's heart it is for the city, for them to know and get a taste of heaven. My husband reminded me to go slow, so if it's too slow, let me know. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, our friend Mawali is from Africa. If any one of you guys are from Africa, go and say hello to him. And the other friend, Ivy, is from Vietnam. If you are from Vietnam, go say hi to her too. So, oh, okay, I pointed the wrong thing. Here we go. Uh, do I point something else? <laughs> where, where do I point? Oh, down, down, down. Okay. So, okay, I'm a CPA by training. I love charts like this. It shows where all the poor people are. But, in, you know, in Hong Kong, we have a huge gap between the rich and poor. And you can find poor people everywhere you go. One out of five people in Hong Kong are living in poverty. And a lot of people are actually living on the poverty line. That they are, if um, the economy is going to get worse, more of them is going to fall under the poverty line. But the good news is, there are 1,300 churches in Hong Kong, more than 7-Eleven, and almost 1,000 Christian NGOs in Hong Kong. So even though they are poor in every district, but there is a lot of resources, kingdom resources in our city that can do the magic. Um, people say, well, should the government be doing what we should be doing? Um, the government right now is doing a lot of short-term support. If you look at the chart, what they are trying to do here is to impress on us what they have done with all the short-term intervention they are doing, which is improving the numbers, but they are not long-term. We have a structural problem in Hong Kong. So do you guys have a structural solution to that problem? Find the district where you live. Are you surprised to see the number, or are you aware of the number? Do you know the property situation in your district, in your neighborhood? And what are you going to do about it? Well, Jesus came to the world to show us how to turn the world upside down. How? In uh, Colossians 3, 2, he told us, set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. Wait a minute. Is there a difference? Do we think about that every day when we go to work? Do we have the intention 
to provide healing for people around us, to our coworker, or instead competing with them? Do we have a sharing mentality? Not just talk about it, but do it in action? How humble are we? Nick was very humble when he was driving me here. <laughs> I won't tell you why. But he told me that Pastor Bo is discipling him to be more like Jesus. <laughs> we have a lot of very personal conversation in the car. But <laughs> back to here. Are we loving like Jesus? Where is the motivation of our love? Is it because of a response of his love? We, do we have a heart of compassion? Do we live like that every day? To think of things of things about from heaven? Um, have you guys heard of Darren Hardy in US? Well, he has a book called Compound Effect. It's not an accounting book, but I thought it very interesting. <laughs> Basically, he says how we set our mind to drive our behavior. So if we set our mind to things above, heavenly things, it will change our behavior. So his formula is very secret, I mean, it's very simple. So first of all, he said choices. We make choices every day. If you know what your mindset is to heaven, your choices will be heavenly. And when you set your choices to heavenly, your behavior will be heavenly. And if your behavior is heavenly, you will based on compound, effect to him is like time and repeated um, action, then those will become your habit. And with a heavenly habit, you will achieve your heavenly goal. Simple, right? Good. Let's all work on that. <laughs> so how do you look at property? When people ask you, what do you think property is like? It's very simple for us to look at financial side, but there is a whole different um, dimension to poverty. For people that we work with, um, yes, they are financially poor. But we also see that they are relationally poor. You guys are all very relationally rich because you know if something happened, you know who to go to for help. If you are sick, you know there's a doctor that you can call. If you have a legal issue, you know some lawyer that you can call. But for a lot of these people, they really don't know who to go to. At the same time, they're emotionally poor. Well, uh, since most of you guys are college students, you know, you know exactly what you want to study. You know what you do want to do in your life and how to achieve that. But to a lot of these people, they don't know what they don't know. It was really sad that we went to visit one of the underprivileged family. And the kid actually was so excited to tell us, oh, my dad received all the government paycheck, um, subsidy checks every month. When I turn 21, I can start applying for those checks. Isn't it sad? because he doesn't really know what's out there. At the same time, a lot of people who are financially poor, they are bound by some kind of um, addiction, and they don't know it. And that's where the spiritual side comes in. We need to help them to repent, to see their needs, um, to also realize their brokenness, to find their bitter root, and to be healed by God. We all went through that healing process ourselves. Are we able to replicate that and help the people around us to be healed and find Jesus? Uh, in Hong Kong, there are six major issues that the poor uh, deal with. Um, housing issue. I mean, all of you, oh, we all have housing issue because it's Hong Kong. But for those people, it's even more 
uh, devastated. And you guys heard about the fire last week. Um, it's just a tip of the iceberg. Um, food issue, yes, there are people that go hungry. There are kids that go to school with no food. Um, it's, it's amazing uh, how we waste food in Hong Kong. So I applaud Food Angel that take all the donated food and turn them into a nutritious rice box and uh, give it to uh, those who are in need. Medical issue, um, it's really sad. All these people, they are sick, but they don't want to go to the doctor or the hospital because they don't have the money or they're afraid. They are so sick that they need to have surgery and they don't have the money to do that. So a lot of times they wait till the very end um, until treatment is not available. Um, skill issue, a lot of the young adults, they don't have the opportunities that actually all of you have. They don't have the connection. They, they don't have the certificate or the degree to pursue the dreams that they have. Social issues. Um, as broken as their life may be, um, a lot of these poor families, they, they have to deal with a lot of social issues and, and brokenness, things, the, the living issues that they have to deal with. Uh, of course, the parent-child relationship issue. I mean, um, a lot of the couples are having different cultural backgrounds and they have different expectations in raising their kids. A lot of times, um, those parental issues cause a lot of family problems and a lot of broken family. A lot of kids actually are raised by their grandparents because their parents are working. They don't live with their parents um, during the weekdays. Are you able to see others in the eyes of Jesus? When you walk by someone who's picking cardboard paper, when you walk by a homeless person, do you see them in the image of God? In the Bible, Jesus did not see the sick woman. He, see, he saw a daughter of God. He did not see an outcast from the society. He saw a child of God. He did not see a sinner. He saw a person in the image of the Creator. So next time when you saw someone in need, ask yourself, what did you see? Hey, you know, structural problem, structural solution. We accountants, we know, right? Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> I think one of the contributions I brought to HKCMP is I bring a lot of charge to this organization, as you see in the flyer. I want to refer to one of them. Well, um, this is what God has um, given me as an idea how we serve the poor. We want, we, actually, we don't want, only want to serve the poor. We want to transform our community. So you see this beautiful chart. Um, like anything, we rooted our ministry in prayer. But at the same time, we realize a lot of the people who are poor, like what we share about those six uh, items, they have very tangible needs. So in order to reach them, we have to meet their basic need. But uh, once we provide their basic support, uh, at HKCMP, we also partner with churches. You know why? Because your strength is to help the poor people to remove their barriers. Like our gospel is very powerful and help, them, help these people to be able to stand up on their own. And once these people are able to stand up, we want to help to remove, um, to build skills for them so they will be able to walk out into the community. Some people are afraid to leave their estate because they don't want people to think who they are. But at the same time, we also want to soften the ground in the community, in the district. We want people like you to know what is going on in their life. They don't want to be poor because they want to be poor. There are situations in their 
life that caused them to be bound in those situations. Did any one of you guys watch the movie last month called Mak Loyan? So if you have watched the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it talked about a bunch of uh, homeless people that used to live at McDonald when McDonald opened 24 hours, but with the pandemic, McDonald closed at six. So these people actually were have to go out on the street. But talk about all their story. They all work very hard to try to make a living, but because of the um, unfortunate circumstances in their life, they were not able. And in the movie, Gok Fu Sing, the main character, he had this really um, interesting, uh, not interesting, but real um, comment. He actually, in the movie, he played a very successful financial uh, banker before he was homeless. And he told the other person, you know, as an investment banker, I realized the most valuable or high return in re investment that required the least um, contribution is relationship. So think about that. We are right now building relationship with God, with what we learn to learn about Him. And we practice among our community at church. How wonderful will that be if we can extend that relationship to people that we don't know, especially that doesn't know the Lord? Um, Matt Pierce, in his book, Disruptive Gospel, he shared about this dream that he has. And actually, it's happening. He said, actually, with um, the, the Christian community that is in New York, he said, with more than 10% of the people become vibrant Christians working together for the good of the community. Things will happen. Transformation will happen. When was the last time you thought about the good of your community? Have you thought about how you can be involved in relief work, development work, and justice? Have you, thought of, have you heard about this before, K-A-B-C-D? Well, I invented that. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's, it's not funny, but um, okay. <laughs> Um, I once read a book called When Helping Hurts. It really changed the way I look at helping the poor. The author shared about how to alleviate poverty without hurting the poor and myself. So he's basically talking about don't give the poor the fish. Teach them how to fish. Um, so it's a very powerful book. And actually, it has a small group study series. So I in, invite your church to join with us because next year, we're going to do this uh, study series with St. Andrew Church. We hope more people will learn about the book. But OK, going back to here. So we, we believe um, that in every community, that God already empowered the people in the community to make a change in the community. There, is, there are a lot of resources in the community, including the church. So the role of the church in the community is to mobilize the resources and uh, capacity and to call for a means for the community transformation, build a relationship, and be a blessing for the community. Do you know what it means to be a blessing to each other? I'm sure you do, right? You do this every Sunday. But how are you going to be a blessing for the community, for the building that you live in, to the um, 
the guard that works in your building. How does that people know that you are one of Jesus' followers? To the cleaning lady in your building, to the shuttle bus driver, to the bus driver, to the 7-Eleven uh, guy that works across from your church. I once went to um, the garbage village in Cairo, Egypt. Actually, that was last October. I was amazed. Actually, when the van drove in, it was so smelly. I have to put a tissue paper in me when I was in the car. And when I leave the car, I was thinking, should I continue to do that? Because um, the guard was in front of me. It, wasn't, it won't be polite, right? So I took a deep breath in the van and I walk out. But eventually, I have to breathe. <laughs> and it smells. But one of the things that I find very interesting, as the car drove up the hill, we see a lot of garbage. But we see a lot of smiley faces. These people that are going through garbage, that's like their treasure in those garbage. They will sort those garbage into different things. You see children playing around the garbage. You see a bakery next to the garbage dump. Um, and they're so happy. It wasn't what I expected going to the garbage village. And then when we drove up all the way to the top of the, the, the garbage village hill, we walked like five minutes. And I asked the tour guy, why are we here? Like, there's nothing to see. And he said, no, 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 keep going. And then we see like a big cave. We walk into the cave. And there's a cave church on the top of the garbage village. If you guys want to know what I'm talking about, Google it later yourself. And I was thinking, actually, in my journal that day, I, I said, how can something so beautiful reside in such an awful place? And it was so amazing. It's like seeing the kingdom reside in that place. And later on, we went into one of the buildings in the garbage. Actually, it's a very big place. It's like, um, uh, it's like one, one of the big estates in Hong Kong. It's like a one big district in Hong Kong. Um, it's called Center of Love. And in that place, they serve the special need children. And in my journal, I said, at the Center of Love building, we saw God's hand and feet in action in empowering the spiritual need, uh, in, in empowering the special need in establishing the kingdom of God. All the children in that building, even though they have special need, they are happy. All the volunteers are as wonderful as you guys, but they didn't tell me they were excited to see me. Uh, they were so <laughs> gentle to the children. We walked by one of the mothers. She was like watching her son getting treatment. And um, with the little English, she was telling us she was so thankful that her son can come to this center to be treated. It's such a joy to see Jesus in that place. How about you? Have you thought about you being an asset to your community? Is your neighbor happy to see you? Did you tell your neighbor you're excited to see them? Not here, back home. <laughs> Actually, let's just do a very small trial. When you go home tonight, tell your mommy, I'm so excited to see you, mom, or your dad, or your grandpa, or your, or your sibling. Well, um, uh, with the KABCD model, there are different stages. Preparation, exploration, mobilization, empowerment, and capacity building. It's just like building the kingdom. 
I want to share with you one of the story, uh, or two, or three maybe. Um, so, <laughs> share, first one is preparation. Share the vision of a sustainable community-based development. Um, so I'm just going to generalize a lot of things. It's, these are more formal charts that we have in the office. Um, there's a guy called Thomas. He also a CPA. So Thomas has a small firm in Mong Kwok. Uh, one day he went to the local eatery and have lunch, and he overheard two waitress talking among themselves. Waitress A was telling waitress B, I'm so happy, someone gave me a tip last week. And waitress B was like, how much? So Thomas thought, wow, you must be a big tip. It's one of those cha chan tan. It was less than $10. And Thomas was like, why is she so happy? But then waitress A told B, oh, wow, someone really appreciate my service. They showed me by giving me a tip. And Thomas was like, wow, I'm a Christian, right? I'm going to give her tips when I leave. <laughs> so Thomas gave her a tip. And the guy, the guy was so happy. So when Thomas went back to his office, he realized there's a lot of small chan chan tan on the way. And he's like, is that all I can do is just give them a small tip? These people are so much in need of confirmation. Now, this is around like April this year when the pandemic um, is quite serious. A lot of these cha-chan-tan, they have to close and business is really, really bad. So he thought, wow, that business is really bad. How can we bless? And he was actually thinking about Mong Kok, like my neighbor, my, the Cha Chan Tan. So he uh, find out at HKCMP, we have a program called Love Coupon. Um, so what we did is we raised money. Uh, we uh, partnered with churches. We'll give the church like $6,000. And we told the pastor, go to a Cha Chan Tan close to your church. And then uh, told the Cha Chan Tan owner that you want to partner with them to buy like 200 food coupon for like $50 to give the Cha Chan Tan business. At the same time, with the 200 coupon, you can pass out to those who are in need in your district. So it's a win, 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 right? Um, so we have that program going on, and he heard of that. So he came to me and said, hey, can we do that with you guys? And I said, well, technically not, because you are not a church. So creatively, as a CPA, so he said, why don't you keep your church version, and we have a professional version. I said, wow, that works. So we have a professional version of uh, this food coupon program. So the next thing he did is exploration. He, he belonged to the Association of Christian Accountants. So he went back and talked to the other Christian accountant, saying, I have this wonderful idea. And he went as far as going to the board, and he presented this to the ACA board and said, can we do this? And the board said, yes. Yeah. So he came back to me and said, hey, the board um, um, blessed me in doing that. So what's next? So I said, well, you, you and me cannot do this alone, so we need to find more partners. So I encouraged him to go and uh, talk to other Christian fellowship, and he did. He went to talk to the Banking Fellowship, the Lawyer Christian Fellowship, the Architect Christian Fellowship. <laughs> and then we are starting to mobilize. So now with all of us, what can we do? So like a good CPA, we have different roles and responsibility. So at CMP, our role is to mobilize my church partners to be in the program and also provide training for all the volunteers to go and serve. And for him and the other uh, Christian Fellowship, they mobilize volunteers and fundraise. So um, that was like July by then. So the third part, mobilization. And then by August and September, we were able to start um, having our service trip. Uh, with what we planned, 
mean to our surprise, God definitely multiplied. We were able to raise more than $100,000 with nine churches and more than 129 volunteers, actually not more than, exactly 129 volunteers. Um, but we're able to share with 1,000 people the love coupon and more than 200 people receive Christ. Isn't that awesome? Praise the Lord. So do you think Tom is going to stop there? No. So in our celebration event, we talk about what's next. So capacity building. So now, actually, um, so we have the same core team. Um, we thought for, oh, actually, uh, we only did two districts because we know we only have limited power. So we only did Gun Tong and Sam Soi Bo. So with the new phase, the second phase, we are going to add uh, Yao Ma Day to our um, service area. So what we do, we have two, two types. One is we're going back to those who receive Christ in Sam Soi Bo and Gun Tong to do home visit. The volunteers have to sign up for three months to journey with those people that just received Christ. And for the, the new people who want to try what it's like then, we do the same thing like we did last time, is to pass out the food coupon in Yao Ma Day. So we are, we're going to do that in November and December. And so far, we have um, raised, as of yesterday, we raised $158,000 and more than 200 volunteers have signed up. Our problem right now is we have more people sign up than the slot we have, so we had to move people around. So it is really God's grace. Um, so it is one example how one person's vision can bless so many people. What is the vision that God has given you for your city? Do I have time for another story? Okay. So um, have you guys heard of the area called Soi Chun O? It's in Sha Tin. Uh, when it was uh, building in 2014, when it was in construction, we find out there'll be 30,000 people, uh, um, low-income people, going to be living in that area, and it's up on the hill. It was also around the time that the government is getting a lot of complaints from people that it's not enough housing. So what they did is they redo the design that every square inch in that area will be building for residential. Very little. Uh, recreational or community area in that whole estate. So uh, I live in Sha Tin. I'm like, I pass by that place, that mountain, every time when I pass. It's right next to the Land Rock Tunnel. So I thought, how are we going to serve 30,000 people up in that hill? So I shared one with a pastor at Sha Tin Baptist Church, uh, Reverend So, and I told him about what I was thinking. It's like, how can we do that? So Reverend So said, why don't we share with the other churches in the Sha Tin area? And we did. And out of that big group, um, four churches respond. So what we did early on is we actually, we will go up to that area. It's very similar. Uh, okay, I'm not going to go there. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we start doing prayer walk. It was construction everywhere. And people were like kicking us away because we're not supposed to be here. But we really want to seek God's heart. Like, what do you want us to do up there? And some pastor got the vision of, oh, we need to serve the youth. Some said, oh, we want to serve the elderly. And we continue to work with the, we, we invite ourselves to, to meetings in, in that area. We go and talk to different government departments. It's amazing how many, how many different government departments are working in that community, but they don't talk to each other. So um, anyway, uh, so 
we volunteer, the church volunteer ourselves in doing anything we can. Um, when it's time for the resident to move into that big community, they were divided into eight phases because there's so many of them to receive their key. So our volunteers from church will actually um, be on the government list. If any of these new people want volunteer, the government will show our list to these people. We will be helping them to move from one area to that area. To some of the elderly, we will help them to move in to do some simple renovation. Uh, and then the church got really smart. So we said, hey, we go and help them, but we want to leave them some number, but we are not allowed to leave them the personal contact. So we said, let's create a booklet with free items from all our churches. So the church gathered together and said, free tutoring, free food bank, uh, free all the things you can think of. We are very creative. And then at the back, there's a directory. Oh, if you want any of these free services, you can contact any one of us. And then we even have a hotline from one of the church. They were very generous in using one of their office phone. So every person that we help in that community receive the free booklet on all the free service. And people do come for the free services. So fast forward, that was like 2016, 17 when they first moved in. Now 2020, we have 12 uh, Christian partners, school, NGOs, churches that are together working in that Soichin old community, serving 30,000 people. And the amazing thing is every time I go, well, because different churches have different things going on, and the resident doesn't really know whether it's a Baptist church or a Methodist church. They say, oh, it's so nice. The church was here last time, and you guys are here again. Because to the resident, it's all church. <laughs> Isn't it nice? Um, and then um, when the pandemic uh, hit the district, it was probably around July. They have their first case. Um, Actually, some of our pastors did go up to care for those, and they got um, contracted, and they need to be isolated. So we are like, oh, we cannot go up to the area like before. So what can we do? How can we show our love and caring to all the people that we've been serving? Um, okay, so pastors are very creative, if you guys don't know by now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the pastors uh, said, well, why don't we do a video? to tell them how much God loves them. That was really quick in two days. They did a video. So all 12 um, partners, each one, we did our own little clip. Uh, and then uh, one of the pastors put it all together. If you go on our website, you, you see that. Um, and, 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 and I think my heart really broke because at the end, the pastor actually put his own personal cell phone number and say, if anyone need any help, call this number. I asked the pastor, what is that number? And he said, oh, that's my cell. Because he did not have time to consult all 12 groups to figure out which number to use. He really wanted this video to go out. So after the video went out to all our uh, residents or the people that we're serving in the district, actually, one of the ladies actually left a message for the pastor, and she was crying. She was like, she was very, she's very scared because she doesn't have the, the full gear and there are people contracted in her neighborhood. She doesn't know whether she wants to go out or not. And when she received the video, she realized someone really cared about her. And with all the Bible verses in the video, she knows Jesus loves her. And I was like, wow, that's another story of capacity building. So think about how you can build a capacity around you. So this one, I don't know whether it's in the flyer or not. Um, a lot of times when we talk about serving the poor, we know that they need 
that need to be satisfied, and then their spiritual care, once they know Jesus, they are being empowered, and they, got, they know who they are in Christ right there. Life is um, transformed, and they bear fruit. But do we also know as a Christian, actually not Christian, as a disciple of Jesus, when we say we want to follow Jesus, sharing the love of Christ with the poor is not an option. That's what Jesus do, right? But when we serve the poor, we know how hard it is. It's not by ourselves. We have to be devoted and rely on the Holy Spirit. At the same time, we will be walking with the Spirit. It was really interesting. So from the food coupon um, service trip, so we had a celebration event, and one of this guy shared at the celebration event. He actually did not belong to any of the Christian fellowship. He's a friend of someone who is in the banking fellowship. And the, her friend invited him. So let's call him Joe. So Joe went to do the, uh, went on the street with the other volunteers. So the training was um, food coupon, uh, share it with someone he met on the street that looked like they need um, food. Um, and it has all the restaurant and all the information. And you flip to it, it's sharing the gospel. So he was sharing um, the food coupon with an old lady and uh, was telling about the food and the restaurant. And the old lady said, I don't like it. So <laughs> he, he was very good. He remembered his training. He just flipped and started sharing the gospel. <laughs> and he was surprised. The old lady keeps staying and listened to. He was like halfway, and the old lady was there. And to his surprise, like five more people were next to him. Okay, this is around August when we still have the hunter, like only four people. So he looked around, he's like, oh, okay, we cannot be here, too obvious. <laughs> so they sneaked to the corner, and, and by the time he was in the corner, there was like seven people with him. And they asked him to continue because it was halfway. So he finished sharing the whole gospel. And, you know, the training also teach him when after you share the gospel, you ask whether anybody wants to accept Christ. And he looked up, three people raised their hands. And Joe was like, I never shared the gospel with so many people in my life. And three of them accepted Christ. He felt so blessed himself. Those people blessed him because he experienced the true power of Jesus. So a little bit about HKCMP, who we are. We are a collaboration of network uh, with all the churches and all the Christian community, and hopefully you guys. Uh, to serve the poor in Hong Kong. Uh, I brought a video to share with you who we are. So, quick five-minute video. Well, we have a very small team uh, in our office. A lot of these are being done by our partners and our volunteers. So, praise the Lord. Are you guys familiar with these two Bible verses? Actually, they are my favorite. I hope they are your favorite too. <laughs> what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with God. But what I find out is in order for, for me to work humbly, walk humbly with God, I need to, in order to act justly, I need to start walking humbly with God first. Then I will know what to do to love mercy and act justly. Um,
I once met uh, Bishop Thomas uh, in a retreat center in Egypt. Um, his message was um, very touching for me. He talked about us uh, really acting Micah 6 8. We need to truly kneel down sacrificially, not just kneel, sacrificially to the point it hurts, to be in a position to leave others as high as we can to glorify God. Have you thought about that? And the act of spirituality is to be human, to understand humanity, to be an agent of change for Christ, to be creative, especially, this is for me, in times like this during COVID. Okay. Um, I think I'm running out of time, so I'm going to speed up a little bit. <laughs> How can you use the gospel to turn your... Do you know each one of you have your little mini network around you? Uh, you are part of a community, your student, an employee, a professional, a parent, and an employer. Definitely beloved child of God. Have you thought about that? I want to tell you a story about Hanson in your community. Hanson, where are you? <laughs> okay, this is my version of Hanson from my perspective, and you guys can fact check with him later. <laughs> so, uh, HKCMP, we have this uh, share program with the, um, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the Medical Christian Fellowship Program, which they partner with Hong Kong. You have a really awesome program called Backpacker. So uh, Hanson joined the Backpacker program. He was assigned to our organization uh, to help us with projects. And then it was at the same time we were launching the, the professional food coupon program that I just shared with you guys about. So Hanson has the privilege uh, to help us to do the survey for the program to follow uh, the, the volunteers to go around uh, to uh, have in-depth interview with the pastors that went, uh, in-depth interview with the team leaders, um, and learn more about the program. And he created this wonderful report for us. That's the tangible part we got from Hanson. Little do, we know, do I know that he also come to this church while we, we talk. <laughs> and then I find out, so when uh, I first met Pastor Seth, I was like, you are the pastor of the church that Hanson goes to. I forgot the church name, but I remember. <laughs> And I was so excited. I told him, I'm so excited to meet you. <laughs> and next I know I'm standing here. Uh, but what I asked Hanson is like, okay, what, since I need to share here, so I asked him, what did you learn from us so I can share about him? So he shared with me that he learned through, through the um, internship with us, he, 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 that changed his perspective about the poor. He learned about sharing the gospel through sharing. He learned how to network. And... Uh, and the awesome thing is, he did not just learn, he applied what he learned. So last week or two weeks ago, he led a group of uh, Christian fellowship uh, to do some service trip with one of our church partner. So this morning, I, I okay, I did my homework late, so I got from my coworker, he said, okay, I need an update of, about that service trip from Hanson, right? And she sent me this long WhatsApp that Hanson actually wrote up for us, that was very gracious of him, to reflect on that service trip. So. Um, I asked Hanson whether I can share that with you guys today, and he gave me the, the okay. 
But I think you know what? It, is it more fun that he share with you guys personally? <laughs> can can someone give him a mic? He can he can actually share where he is, but with a mic, yeah. Oh, actually, oh, come up, come up. <laughs> No, it's not your sharing, but I'm sharing. I get to pick who want to share oh. with. <laughs> you can read from your WhatsApp if you are shy. <laughs> Give them the whole version. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Hanson. So. Actually, it's not my sharing, but it's one from someone from our HKU Life group who did the sharing. So I'll just share it in behalf of her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, trying to find it now on my WhatsApp. Do you want to look at my WhatsApp? <laughs> Since I got it this oh, morning. Got it. I found oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. As part of our church. HMCC Missions Month, a group of us from HKU got connected to a local church through HKCMP. Our partnership of the day was to help deliver lunch boxes to those who live on the street in Yaomate. As students, we are often wrapped up in our own academics and forget about the community around us. Pastor Allen from the local church also shared that when the kids reach university, they disappear from the church. What a sad but realistic observation. For myself, this is also one of my first times visiting the streets and learning more about the poor and darker sides of this brilliant city. When we reached Yamate Park to distribute the lunch boxes, the homeless flocked towards us. Many were elderly. The sheer number of them slapped me into the reality that Hong Kong is not as glamorous as it seems. Many people are not fortunate enough to have a roof over their heads. One of our members shared that it reminded her of then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Matthew 9.37 There are so many people in need of hope in this darkness, yet not many people are available or willing to be workers. I truly respect Pastor Allen and his team who are faithful in loving and serving the homeless week by week. They know the individuals by name and remember their stories. You really see them building relationships and seeing that as the core of their ministry. Pastor Allen shared that sometimes what the people need is not material goods, but instead companionship. Many of the elderly simply want someone to talk to, someone who can see and hear them. Let them know that they are cared for. Yeah. So if you guys want to know more about it, you go and talk to Hanson later. Thank you, Hanson. And then I recruited him to be our ambassador. Okay. So what can you do to serve during this pandemic? This is a drawing from one of the kids that um, uh, enter our, we have a 1017 drawing competition to bring awareness um, uh, to the property situation in Hong Kong. So our, our uh, art competition is a little bit unique. Uh, the, the child have to submit the artwork, but at the same time also a 100 word um, 
to describe why the drawing related to the poor. And we, by doing that, we hope that uh, since parents like to do homework for the kids, right? So the parents are, will be involved in the drawing. And um, yeah, it's a good uh, parenting skill. But anyway, uh, so have you thought about how to be a good steward to share your love from God? Everything we own belongs to Him. Amen? Even your face mask. So, uh, when we talk about, so we really want to cultivate a sharing culture. Uh, in Hong Kong, it's really unique because we have a huge gap between the rich, the have, and the have not. So, if everyone, this one, if everyone willing to share, we will reduce the gap. We can make a difference. And the huge um, impact is space, right? How can we turn? How can we turn your church into a community center or distribution center or a study room? Right? We are actually um, looking for a uh, used computer for some of our churches that want to open up their part of their church space with study room because a lot of the uh, underprivileged kids, they have no school to go to and their home is very small. Think about having, they have to do a school Zoom talk in their subdivided home. Think about it. Um, and anyway, uh, when school is in session, they can ask the teacher questions, but when there's no, they can't ask their parents. They're using, a cell phone, they're using their parents' cell phone to do homework. How hard is it? You guys should try. Use your cell phone to do your college essay for one week. Then you know what I'm talking about. Uh, how are you going to give your gifting and your time to be a mentor? You are also privileged to be in this community. Discipleship is a norm. You have someone that, uh, that loves you, that journey with you. But for a lot of these kids, they have really no one to go to. Um, to do service trip or to be an advocacy. With what you hear today, I hope you can go to your Facebook and share about what you heard and let more people um, understand what's going on. Financially, we have a relief fund actually at HKCMP. Uh, we started a relief fund uh, a couple months ago. Uh, basically, no question asked if the uh, underprivileged unemployed person is going through a financial crisis that is referred by a pastor, then we will give out the money. Um, because uh, poor people really need their dignity to be kept. So even though they are underprivileged, but they need to be still um, respected. Um, okay, this is my last slide. I'm almost done. Oh, okay. So are you ready to turn Hong Kong upside down with God? So my prayer for you guys is I know I'm invited because of your November mission month. Uh, I hope uh, mission is not a monthly event for you guys. It should be a part of your lifestyle. Live your spiritual life naturally and live your natural life spiritually. So I, my prayer is Pray God will give us a consuming love for him that will spur us to do his work in Hong Kong. Thank you that our love for him is capable of turning the world upside down. Thank you. Amen. Come on, let's give a, another uh, just a round of applause. Amen.
As you can tell, as we've heard today, there's so many needs around Hong Kong. And I think the problem with many of us, and I know not all of you are students, there are single adults, some married couples here. The problem is that we're always stuck in our own world, in our little bubble. And if you think about it, just we get up and we go to work, we hang out with the friends that we are comfortable with, we go to a life group, we go to church, we do things, and then we do that all over again, day after day, week after week, month after month. And there are times when God literally awakens us, dis disrupts the regular flow. It can be something like a pandemic. It could be something that you're facing right now in your life, something you're struggling with. Those are all disruptions to get our attention. And that's what God does all throughout scripture. He does that all throughout history because there is something that he wants to communicate to each one of us. And also not only to individually, but as a church. And this is how God works. This is what he wants to do. His people, his children, doing and living for the purposes of God. He, we've been talking about this, even in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, about seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto us. Whatever those things are for you, for us as a church. So the question is this, what are we called to do? What are we, what are we going to do, as Susanna was challenging us? And I, I just pray and I hope that all of us can at least take some steps. I've been hearing some great testimonies of some of the outreaches you were having in your life group. Uh, some of you are still in the process of doing that. And so when I think about all that God is doing, we don't want to make it a one-time thing and we're done and we forget about missions for the rest of the months of the year. Uh, we, we highlight once a month, or excuse me, once one month out of the year, just so that it will remind us. But all throughout the year, I pray that this will be the heartbeat of God. And we talked about that. It's about loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the Shema. And to love our neighbor as ourselves. And as I was hearing some of the stories, and please do go on their website. Uh, they have some videos. They were um, interviewed by this one well-known uh, news organization. And sharing a couple stories about the relationships that they had in the needs that were going on in the city. It really broke my heart. Even with the whole internet, there was a story of this one little girl because they didn't have money. They were trying to, she was trying to do homework on her phone. And just kind of hearing that story, it really kind of moved me. Realize that we don't even think about that. Uh, it's a luxury for us. If you go to university, you get free Wi-Fi everywhere you go. You know, and, and so you just realize that we take so many things for granted. So this is my challenge for us as we still have about a week and a half of missions month. My challenge is simply this. One of the things that we're going to be doing um, as we think about into the future is that first of all, I, the first thing I want, I'm, it's going to be right up here if you just look up here. The first thing we want you to do as some next steps is to pray. We want you really to pray for the city. You know why this is important? A lot of times uh, we think about prayer and we're like, oh, you know, that's something we always do. But what prayer does is that it moves your heart. Can I get a good amen to that? It moves your heart. This is what Jesus said in Matthew, Matthew chapter 9. What did he say? He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And then he says what? Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. So when you begin to pray, the things of God becomes your, on your heart. And who were the workers that were sent out? Uh, it was the disciples as they prayed. And a lot of times when we think about the needs around the city and needs in the campus, some of you on the campus or even in the business and different organizations and companies that you're part of, think about this for a moment. 
is that you are actually a worker for the Lord there. And when you begin to pray for it, God will give you some incredible insights and creativity. I really love that story about that one person who just said, how can I go and reach out to some of these people during the pandemic? And it just started mobilizing and it picked up speed. And that's what it does. Just one person God can use. And the problem with so many of us is that we're constantly in a hurry from one place to another, from one assignment to another, one project to another, that we don't have time to reflect. We don't have time to ask God, what is it that you're doing? I've been sharing with some people recently that whenever I have meetings in the island, like I try to sparse it so that I can go on the ding ding. Because the weather is nicer, it's cooler, and then I try to get up to the top. And of course, if there's an older lady, I have them sit. I don't do that for men because they're so proud. Every time I let them sit, they'll, no, no, I'm like, forget it then. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I go on the ding ding and I go to my meeting and it's about 20 minutes from one side to another. And as I'm sitting there, it gives me a great opportunity to just reflect, to look at the buildings, to look at the people. And it's a great opportunity for me to pray in my spirit to say, God, what is it that you're doing? Some of my inspirations and ideas have come just being able to take some time off from the phone, just 20 minutes, 15 minutes, and saying, God, what is it that you're trying to do? Speak to me. And so begin to pray. Pray for the city. Pray for some of the needs that you've heard so far. Pray for just the different people groups that are in Hong Kong. And not only the poor, but it, the rich need Jesus too. <laughs> Amen. I mean, a lot of them fill their hearts with things, but they're just as empty and they're just as in need of the gospel as someone who is struggling. So all around you, there are people, neighborhoods, and pray for the city. And one of the things I've been also sharing with people is when you pray for the food, and it's, it's great that you're praying for the food, but pray for the establishment. Pray for that store owner. Pray for that, those people who are working for blessings upon their family. Make it a habit because then when you begin to pray, even when you're praying for the food as you're praying for the establishment, God is building a burden in your heart and just learning how to bless people. So do that. Practice that. And that's a simple way to just get started. Pray for the city. Pray for the needs. And like I said, go on the website. There's, um, and even the handout that Susanna gave, what a great explanation. of It's a systemic issue. It's not just, you know, these people, but there's a lot of structural things that we need to pray for. That's why some of you are studying or some of you who are in it right now. Like, you cannot just work just to make money. I th I'm going to say boldly that that's being irresponsible. God has given you that position. God has given you that privilege to get that education so that you could do something with it for Jesus Christ. Amen? Do something for his kingdom to honor him and to break some of these systemic issues in society, to participate and to say, God, I want to I do what's on your heart, to, to love mercy, to do justly, and to walk humbly with our God. So that's the first thing, is to pray for the city. The second thing is we're going to ask you to start practicing love. And I, I know that this is something that has, um, it seems kind of natural to do, but really it's, it's difficult. What I mean by practicing love is find different ways to bless people. That's what we've been talking about, just little different ways. And some people are like, well, I don't have money. I don't have this. You don't need money to say hi. Amen? You don't need money to say, I'm so excited to see you. Like all the people in my estate, the security card, they know me. Well, because, you know, I'm wearing a hat or I look really suspicious. They're like, who is that guy? Should we let him in or not, you know? But that's just a habit I built up over the years. 
If I frequent like a restaurant or a cafe, I know all the baristas. They know me. Because I'm constantly making an effort to start a conversation, to find out who they are. Thank you so much for this. And so that opens up doors and also free food once in a while. You know, it opens up many opportunities that you haven't even thought of. And then sometimes they, they're going to ask you questions. One time I was at this one Starbucks that I visit when I uh, met a lot of people there. And then they, afterwards I was talking with them and they go, who are, what do you do? Because all they see is I just sit there and people just come. And I'm talking to them for an hour. And so they were just shocked. They're like, who are you? You know, are you a professor? Like, who are you? And then I was just, I'm a pastor and I was able to share with them just different opportunity. We miss these things every single day. Why? Because we're so consumed with ourselves. Practice love by actually showing it. And as Susanna was saying, like, even tonight when you go home, say hi to the security guard. I mean, I was just thinking, if, I, if we had a car and we were able to drive, I'll be saying hi to those people who are doing the toll. Did you ever see them? Whenever I take an Uber or a taxi or whatever, you know, they're just, like, monotonously just doing this. I like to shock people and just be like, how was your day? And, but, you know, if you're speaking Cantonese, you have no excuse. Sometimes I can walk in an elevator and just being able to just say hi. And, well, don't get creepy, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Holding doors, just little things. Like I said, it doesn't take any money, any time. It's just learning how to practice love in a tangible way. But I'm praying that it will go a little bit deeper. Start there, but go a little bit deeper. Because love is an action, and sometimes it's sacrificial and it hurts because you're not thinking about yourself just like Jesus perfect example of showing love and that's what we want to do the next thing is prepare to give so we're asking you to pray for the city practice love and prepare to give one of the things that we started last year and we're going to do it again and I believe this is something we're going to continue to do is this thing called giving Tuesday and to those of you who are not familiar, and let me just give you a really brief history of this. Back in November of 2012, uh, some group of people decided to uh, start this thing called Giving Tuesday. It was a hashtag that kind of uh, blew up. It was getting, people were building a lot of momentum. And the reason why was this. It started in the United States, where probably during this Thanksgiving time, there's something called Black Friday. How many guys know Black Friday? Okay, I should say, how many guys don't know what Black Friday is? Black Friday is similar to here in uh, Asia, 1111, the Singles Day. So everyone's like, oh, I know that one. <laughs> you know, I'm already set. I got everything for like next year. You know, I'm set. But pretty much what happened was that in Black Friday, people spend millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. And a lot of times when they spend it, it's on themselves. And so this is a season of Thanksgiving, which is American holiday. And so these people were saying, like, we need to go against the flow and teach people not to just spend money on things for themselves, but how do we help them to give to something outside of themselves? And that's why right after Thanksgiving, which is American holiday, on that next following Tuesday, they have this thing called Giving Tuesday. And what they're trying to encourage people to do is to give of your resources. 
It could be money, even time, but give of your resources outside of yourself and to be able to bless people and organizations. And for us as believers in Jesus Christ, we don't need a Tuesday to give. Can I get a good amen to that? We should be giving constantly because out of the give the gift that God has given to us, his generosity to us, we should be generous people. And therefore, we said, why don't we use that Tuesday to concentrate on learning how to look outside of ourselves, but yet also understanding there are needs within our church. And so what we're doing is we're going to ask and pray during this whole process because the Giving Tuesday for this year is December 1st. So after all of the missions month is done, on December 1st, we're going to ask all of us within a 24-hour period to be able to give. We'll give more information how to give. There's going to be so many different ways to do it. But we want you to participate. And there are three things that I feel like we need to participate in. The first is this. We're going to ask you to pray and to prepare and to be able to give to local and global missions and ministries. And so uh, we want you to start praying. And maybe the Lord will move your heart uh, for different ministries. And we'll try to provide that for you. So we're going to prepare you as we come to the December 1st. And not just local here in Hong Kong, but also global. Because as you know, this is our heart. This is the part of the name of our church, Harvest Mission Community Church. We want to be part of God's mission. So we're going to ask you to pray about giving to local and global mission. The second thing is we're going to pray for a transformation center. What is a transformation center? Um, one of the things that I've been kind of burdened with in the last maybe year or so as I've been meeting up with different city leaders, different Christian leaders here, is as even Susanna was mentioning, if we have our space, our own space, to open it up for like after school programs where people could come and study, um, just think about distribution centers. Can you imagine if we had our own space and to be able to give food out as people could come? It really becomes like a hub of the needs that are around the city, and then it will go out to the world, to the nations. And so one of the things that I've been praying about and some people have been talking about is what would it be like if we can have our own building, our own space, that we don't have to constantly, you know, use, I mean, I love this space. I, I wish our future space can look something like this, but this is great. But our own space, where we can renovate it and do it according to what we would love to see, and to use that as a hub for all the works within the city. And I don't know where God will open up the door for us to do that, but one thing I do know is I want to start, I want us to start preparing. What I mean by preparing is that a transformation center, if that's going to be a center where people come in and experience the gospel message and the transformation of lives, transformation of the world, that what we want to see happen is we want to start a building fund. Now, I do not know where it will all lead to, but we're doing this in faith. That God, I mean, what if this was our space? And I, I mean, I, I believe in the whole center city area because that's where all of the action happens and we want to be a part of what God is doing. But to, what if it was our own space Then we can use, open this up right after school with some of the neighborhood kids to come. We could then use this if there's a situation where we're like, we need a church to open up their space to distribute the food that we're bringing in. 
like a food bank for that moment or whatever a pandemic or situation that might happen even in the future again. To be able to have some of the life groups come and worship and to meet together, to have other gatherings here, different meetings for your ministry teams. And that's why I'm asking the Lord, God, help us. I don't, like I said, I, I don't have it all fleshed out, but as I was preparing and praying for this, to at least, I was thinking more like a hub, a center city, like headquarters, HQ. And then from there, if we end up planting other churches, other sites around Hong Kong, we'll still have headquarters where all the resources can be channeled out from there. So we're going to ask you, as you're praying for December 1st, to not only give specifically to local and global missions, but to also pray about giving to a transformation center, future building that we're asking the Lord to provide. The third and last thing is this, to growing the church body. As many of you know, as our church is growing, the needs are getting greater. And there's so much that I can do as just the pastor, so much that Pastor Bo can do. Praise God, because this past year he was able to go half time uh, from his work. Why? Because many of you have been giving faithfully. But he had to work half time because of the situation. But I'm praying that in the future years to come, that no pastor and who's going to be serving in this capacity will have to do two. Now, there are some pastors who are bivocational, which is great because there's a calling upon their lives. So that doesn't mean, that means that they cannot do as much in the church context, but there are also ministers in the workplace, which is a good thing. Bivocational is a very good thing. But as some of you probably know, there are a lot of things that have to be taken care of in the church context so that as our church grows, you can grow and have different things provided for you, different training and things that I believe is going to help you. So therefore, we want to be able to even look ahead. How do we grow this church body? That means we have to increase our staff. We need to raise up more people. There are different ministries that want to do all these things, but we don't have the resources to do that right now. That's why I want to challenge us to even pray about giving to the growth of our local church here, whatever needs that may be, as we look ahead even into the 2021 budget. So December 1st on Giving Tuesday, we're going to ask you to give specifically to any one of these three to, or to all of them. And then we might be able to be a blessing to the community around us. So the first thing, once again, is what? Come on, let's say this together. Pray for the city. Let's commit to it. Some of you have been faithful. Some of us have not. If you remember, this year's theme is what? Shine. And those five letters, here's a good test. It's not even on the PowerPoint, so this is just going to really challenge you. We said that comes from directly Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, that you are a light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And we want to shine brightly in this city. So each of those letters are topics that we should be praying for. In just three minutes a day, it's very simple, at 514 all the way to 516, to be able to just pray in three minutes for those things. The S is what? Spiritual awakening. We're praying for spiritual awakening. The H is? Healing. To bring healing within the city. Not just physical, but there's emotional, psychological. We're asking for healing in this city and in the lives of people here. The I is for? 
issues plaguing Hong Kong. Wow, you guys are good. You guys remember. So issues plaguing Hong Kong. So some of the things that we heard today, those are some of the issues. We should be praying as we begin to pray. God's going to move our hearts for us to respond. The end is neighborhoods. There are 18 districts in Hong Kong. And so you should be praying for those districts. Some of you live in, as you live in those districts, pray for it. Because without prayer, there's spiritual things going on against principalities and dark forces. We've got to be praying. So pray for neighborhoods. Sometimes when it's 514, I'm in a certain neighborhood at that time. I'm praying for that neighborhood. Make it a habit. And then the E is evangelism. So ultimately, they will not only hear, but when the proclamation of the gospel, they will trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior as we meet their needs. This is something that I'm praying and I'm asking all of you to participate in and make it a habit. Keep each other accountable. Set an alarm on your phone every 514 and say, God, I'm going to be praying that you will shine. I've been encouraging some of the guys I'm spending time with, instead of praying for all five of them, because it's going to be like, Lord, uh, spiritual awakening, yeah, and, you know, healing, you know, those are just like flipping prayers. So I said, let's take one letter per day and just pray those five things and just keep on rotating around. And praying specifically for it. Like I said, three minutes out of your whole day of 24 hours. I I believe it's worth it. That God's going to do some great things. So we're going to pray for the city. Second thing. Practicing love. And today, you're going to all say hi to your security guards and all that stuff. And show the love of Christ to your parents and people around you. And third and lastly, prepare to give that we want to be able to give and respond to the Lord. I'm going to ask us right now, can we just all stand together as we close here? We are grateful to Susanna. Thank you so much for sharing. Man, there are so many things that I just did not know when I first uh, started talking with her. And, you know, it's kind of like ignorance is what? Bliss. That's a phrase. Everything's great when you, when you don't know anything that's going on. But as soon as you hear something and you, it comes to your knowledge and understanding, like it's difficult to just go to sleep like casually or just to go through life. That's why even in the Bible, God always talks about see, look. It's about opening our eyes to see the needs around us, to see what God is doing. And as I've shared many times before, some of you have yet to experience this, but I'm praying that you will. Which is that you will one day be able to participate and see one person that you've invested in. Time, energy, relationships, whatever it is, even money, to see them take one step forward and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That you will be in the baptismal pool or the ocean with that person, knowing that your prayers, your investment in this person's life had an impact. At the end of the day, when you stand before God, He's not going to ask you for your GPA. I hope you know that. Ask, turn to somebody next to you. He ain't going to ask for your GPA, all right? I know it's bad grammar, but it just sounds cooler that way. Who cares at the end of the day? And at the end of the day, he's not going to tell you how, how much, he's not going to ask you for how much money you had in your bank account. Honestly, for me, it's really sad when people pass away, they have all this money and they haven't spent it. So what do they do? 
they buy buildings and put their names on it and universities because every single person has this desire to leave a legacy I think more than putting your name on a building the greatest legacy is when you're the name of Jesus Christ is written on people's hearts that you actually participated in sometimes we just wake up and go through the day we just totally forget today we might actually die today might be the day that the Lord calls us how are you living your life how are you investing the things that are eternal man I, I just I just pray before all of us get to an age where it's like too late let's make the best of every single day for Jesus Christ that's when you feel this excitement you're like wow like I'm actually living because I'm living for something that's greater that's better eternal if we can see people in our church like this, man, I'm telling you right, we will transform the world. We will transform the world. As your life is getting transformed, we're going to transform the world because it is too good to keep to ourselves. I'm just going to ask us if you could just bow your heads with me and just let's, let's ponder upon the gospel that God loved us in spite of who we were in our sinfulness, and he still continues to love us and pour out his mercy upon us, his grace upon us. I pray that that will just stir our hearts in gratitude and thankfulness. And I then want you to just begin to open your mouths and let's just pray with that hunger and sense of urgency. Will you pray for the city? Whatever God spoke to you, I'll pray for it. I would also encourage us in this time that we have, can we pray for Susanna and the Hong Kong church network for the poor let's just pray for God's provisions let's pray for God's power the anointing upon this ministry as it connects people together to different needs around the city that God the Holy Spirit will just take over take over the city and use Susanna and the ministry and everyone who's part of that the staff let's just pray for blessings upon them all the lives that they are touching Lord multiply it by tens and hundreds do your work upon their lives so as we begin to pray let's just look towards Jesus and let's ask him God do your work come on let's lift our voices can we just begin to pray together father we thank you Lord God that we can come together like this Thank you for listening to the Harvest Mission Community Church Podcast. 
For more information, visit our website at hongkong.hmcc.net.